From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Fucking diaper off. Yes. Stacey Kendrow, we're talking about the New York Times version of the story we read yesterday with uh, Seth Barron. How are you? I'm good. This is a, a, in Brownsville, 1718, a nail salon. A guy comes in and... Police fatally shot a Brooklyn t-shirt vendor in a nail salon on Friday after he used a chair to hit an officer who was trying to arrest another man, officials said. The officer, who was hit on the head during the altercation, was hospitalized in critical but stable condition. It was the 11th deadly shooting by a New York officer so far this year and the 6th in under a month, according to police department stats. By comparison, there were four such shootings all of last year. Mm, so, yeah, it's getting to be a little bit more shooty in New York, it's isn't a little, it? <laughs> it's a little shoot happy. Well, you know, the, the cops don't uh, pull the trigger unless there's a reason to, like, neutralize somebody who's an actual threat, and I guess that's what's happening more. Yeah, I mean, this guy, so the other guy, so a guy was was pissing on the floor in the nail salon. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> and they went in to go deal with it. And I'd then like s- to be at work, you know, and somebody just comes in and starts <laughs> pissing on the floor. You'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, that would you be know. a little rough. Yeah, you see that even on the street. You're like, Ugh. you know, you don't really... You just you avoid it a little bit. This guy is, comes inside your work and takes his dick out. What's he going to do after he pisses? What's next? Yeah, that's kind of a... Shitting or rape. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be prettier from there. I doubt he's going to grab some paper towels and start cleaning up. Yeah, but I mean, so the cops go in, but then some. Then this third guy, this t-shirt vendor, comes in, uh, and what they said, uh, engaged in a violent struggle with the uniformed officers, said Rodney Harrison, the police department's chief of patrol. I like the way they say that, engaged in a violent struggle with them. Oh, you mean they? he attacked them, okay. Um, it says the officer shot the vendor with a stun gun, uh, Chief Harrison said, but that did not stop him. Then he hit one of the officers on the head with a chair, and the officer fired six shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, guy, guy wanted to die, I guess. the head with a chair is in a coma, so that wasn't just a little old chair or something. It wasn't like, hey, stop. Not that... <laughs> What, what what yeah what the, there's not a whole bunch of like chairs that are so small <laughs> yeah well I mean but any kind of chair I guess would be yeah anything that, that will hold a, a grown person yeah I mean I bet you it was one of these I don't know what I imagine is a folding chair like in wrestling you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a wrestling <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to put them in a coma oh that's funny wow uh, oh, the guy by the way urinating on the floor had an outstanding warrant. And um, they uh, they looked that up before they went in. Then he re- he resisted arrest. Yeah. Well, I doubt that. I mean, they might have asked him his name and then whatever, and then run something. But I don't know. Uh, th- I don't think that they they definitely didn't know that coming in. They were just trying to like, uh, you know, potty train this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shame that that has to happen. You know, because this is this all like comes from now. The guy who did come in and get shot has some prior stuff, uh, which we discussed yesterday. His name is uh, Quasi Ashun of Brooklyn, and uh, he died at the scene. Uh, I don't believe that they go through his um, criminal past here in this story. Uh, of course, uh, Latrice Walker So we have a lot of questions, uh, the assemblywoman, you know. Uh, this is residents in the neighborhood where the shooting happened, including uh, the state assemblywoman, expressed skepticism about the police's version of what led to the fatal encounter. We have a lot of questions. It's- uh, Oh, I see, that's where you're going with, yeah. Well, I, I think it's strange. Uh, that they have something I mean, like obviously um, that's what people want to hear now is that the police are being held accountable and stuff like that. Uh, Robert Scott, he lives in the neighborhood, said it was reminiscent of another such episode that ended with a local man dead. Happens a lot. 
tired of it. A lot of people are tired of it. Yeah, so people are going to get angry about it. But meanwhile, the, the officer's in a coma. And so it was a serious thing that happened. It wasn't like the cops came in and just started shooting up the place. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. seems, yeah, they've got no interest in doing that. That doesn't, uh, and, and this guy, yeah, and as you said, he certainly didn't want to, when he started off his shift, he wasn't hoping to end up in a coma. Uh, uh, Mr. Scott, uh, 58-year-old Mr. Scott here in the neighborhood, he said, of the police, he added, they preach peace, but they don't give it. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's amazing what they what the expectation of a lot of New Yorkers seems to be about enforcing the law that like when somebody is in your home or, you know, comes into your place of business and is uh, violent or disgusting or disgusting, or or, you want them taken out and they don't just go. Yeah. That, you know, somebody who does it, they don't just like, Oh, okay, sure. Sorry. Or yes, I'll come peace peacefully, you know, since I broke the law, they fight. Uh, it's, it's, and it's sort of being fostered, I think by this, a lot of this attitude that, like, the police are, you know, that that they're doing something wrong. It's a bit of an issue. A bit of an issue. Now their their pedicures are going to be called golden showers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a barbershop. Was it a barbershop? <laughs> no, no, it was nails. Oh, it was nails. Okay. Yeah, nail salon. And in Brownsville, the 1718, which is violent Brooklyn. And um, Remember, D- remember D- when, the, D- when the, uh, that team was playing the Browns? Who? What, what was the team? It was last year. The Cleveland Browns, you say? Yeah, the other team, the guy after he <laughs> after he met, had a touchdown, he took the ball and rubbed his butt with it to oh. be like the Browns. <laughs> That's pretty disrespectful. Yeah, it was. Uh, a man that was nabbed in the, the shooting of his wife, and, and, and this is a forgotten borough man. He's been charged with gunning down his wife inside the couple's home as their two teenage daughters slept in another room. Kevin Smith, 40 years old, charged with murder and weapons possession, allegedly fatally shot, shot his, his wife. wife? Yes, what? Nakia Webster, 38, in the head. They've been married about seven years, and neighbors are like, then uh, friends, they were, they were a happy couple. When I saw them on Sunday, they were fine. They were happy. We were all happy. Well, you know what they say about seven years? Seven-year itch. Yeah. <laughs> Itchy trigger finger in this yeah, case. So. We went to her mother's grave. We sang. This is uh, 84-year-old Alice Webster, the dead girl's um, Grandmother, you know, we, we went to her mother's grave. We sang, we read the Bible. We came back and had dinner. Everything was fine. Apparently, they got into an argument after that. You know, it, things don't take uh, long to sort of spiral out of to control. Escalate. Yeah, escalate, yeah. exactly. So I don't know uh, what causes a man who's uh, ostensibly happily married to shoot his uh, wife in the head. But um, I can see it. <laughs> I can imagine situations where that, and vice versa, too. You know, I mean, it's not, marriage is a tough thing. It's, it's very unnatural sometimes. Yeah, a forgotten borough marriage, and and it <laughs> and it ends with uh, you know with a bang and not a whimper. You know, some people just get divorced, but this is so much more final. It's it's a little final, yeah. I mean, you know, it to me, it's it's sort of a, a permanent solution to a temporary problem to kill your wife. <laughs> you know, unless you got kids, then you know, you're looking at oh my god. What are, whatever happened to like going to the bar and just getting drunk? Like in the guy, since <laughs> like men used to do. They only let you do that so many times though, and then they go. You know, they, they, you ever see Andy Cap in the comic strip? You yes. Know? Yeah, they start hitting your head with frying pan and stuff. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, Maybe she should have used a chair. Let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Cop hit twist. A man who sparked a fatal brawl freed, uh, but officer still in coma. Uh, this is the man uh, who searched for a bathroom sparked a wild melee. <laughs> Search for a bathroom. This is the way the Daily News puts it. He was uh, uh, in a search for the bathroom. Ended with a cop uh, shooting dead a mentally ill man inside a Brooklyn nail salon. He was released without bail. Uh, the pisser was. 
released without bail. So no bail. But uh, he was arraigned on charges of resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, and criminal uh, trespassing. That's in the incident. So he does have those charges to answer for. And this is a correction to yesterday's podcast. He's not, the charges aren't dropped. He's just uh, freed with no bail. We had told you yesterday that he was, that the charges were dropped. And uh, they are not. Apparently, Eric Gonzalez did not, uh, his office did not drop the charges. But let's see what he gets. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, too big of a thing. Right. I mean, really, he's kind of like, uh, he was the the catalyst here in a way, but he doesn't, he didn't. I just uh, don't get the whole, like, the guy comes in and just, what what, what does he think is going to, what good is going to come out of taking a chair and, and, you know what I mean? Like, you could come in and, ca- and ca- like cause a big nuisance and say, leave the guy alone or whatever, but like. Belly below. It's really fine. Yeah, you could just do that, but like, so. Even doing that, it's only your business. But do you think the guy is, like, violent, probably has a violent history mm-hmm. or something? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just a bystander who picks up a chair and does that. No, no, he 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 does have a violent history. He um, He had some. I think he slashed a cop in the face in 2004. Jeez. His relatives say he was bipolar, and he was, he was and, and schizophrenic, too. Oh, well, that's a big deal. Okay. He was accused in, in 2004 of using a knife to slice Officer James Sinnott's face from ear to neck. Wow. Said a Daily News report at the time. Uh, the officer was injured, uh, and this is when they were trying to subdue him, who was uh, Ashun, who was then 18. They used clubs and pepper spray to subdue him in the incident. And uh, he was admitted as an EDP. His mother is now, she was grateful for the officer's restraint. Said she was grateful for the officer's restraint. Hmm. Police uh, sources confirmed that he was the same man mentioned in 2004 uh, article uh, about the uh, incident in Flatbush. The case was sealed. Uh, I guess in, in, he has, uh, you know, yeah, there's some other stuff in his past. Um, here, here in the Daily News, it says one of Ashton's friends said the t-shirt designer was never a threat to anyone except the guy he slashed in the face i guess <laughs> yeah. uh yeah james uh Sinnott, he may beg to differ fighting back tears near his home uh near ashton's home kabar walker he found the six shots fired at, the, at his longtime friend excessive quote excessive as as you may mm. he was less he was uh less threat than a person who had a knife or a gun he had a chair. He had a fucking head. I mean, like, if you have a hammer or a knife, what difference does it make, right? People will walk around with hammers sometimes and hit people with them in this Yeah, town. I mean, like, um, there was something in the news. I got to find I was trying to find it. Someone was telling me about a woman who got stabbed. She was like, it was a friend. It was this guy who said, like, oh, yeah, my friend. She was just looking at her phone, and, and this guy came and stabbed her like eight times. Wow. You know, over by Bushwick by the subway on Broadway, and I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, you have to keep your uh, head on a swivel these days. There was a, a guy who was just arrested. There was video of this is the reason why it was down in one of the Brooklyn train stations, and the, the train has stopped. But there's you know people milling around, and the guys like yelling and shit just pushes this woman who has nothing to do with any of this. She's, I saw even, that video. Yeah, right into right the, the subway. Yeah, right yeah. into the train. Bonk. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. It I just was. I don't like that there's all these crazies. Yeah, the crazies are becoming prominent. Yeah. And that's that's the theme. Uh, I, I don't know about an excessive force, you know, is such a big thing to, for people to talk about. But uh, look, uh, you won't think it's excessive when you're the one about to be stabbed. Right. I think. Now, like I said, this uh, Kabar Walker, 
who who comments this 35 year old Kabar Walker who is a friend of uh, this um, you know dead guy once lethal force is used that's it said Walker it's like a plane accident (laughs) (laughs) what What the fuck it is the plane accident of force it's lethal yeah that's it's just like a plane crash Uh, Mayor de Blasio demanded a full investigation, but he also said a civilian assaulted a police officer violently, and that is not acceptable. Uh, We need an investigation of everything that happened here, as per usual, with the use of force. But I also want to make very clear that we've got an officer in a medically induced coma right now. I just need to put that uh, uh, front and center. This is not acceptable. Okay, well, that's, you know, it's it's not an impassioned speech, but it's, you know, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Good old de Blas. Good old de Blas. I tell you what, America's mayor, I like to think of him. Uh, an addendum to our last uh, podcast. Uh-huh. He's putting like $2.7 million into more bike lanes. Oh. Is he really? More bike lanes. I don't think lanes. that's more. I don't know about that. More bike lanes has led to more cyclist deaths, it yeah, seems. Yeah, more. It seems like it's just going to be more douchebaggery. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't solve They're anything. They're very angry, the bikers. Sorry, I know we're gonna t- like I don't want to repeat what we said before, but it's just that he. Uh, but that's what his plan is: is to just put money into it and that's create what, more bike lanes. He he his plans are always to uh, cause greater inconvenience, uh, and, and and that's your punishment for having a problem. Yeah, you know it seems like it. Now. Um, emotionally disturbed people when cops go on calls for them in a couple of precincts they're trying this they're sending a couple of civilian mental health workers with them who are going to get bashed in the head exactly with an object of sorts that's what the cops said they go that someone's going to die from this you know real soon and i don't doubt that at all of course that's going to happen because they they're not trained they they their intervention is is going, and I. Well, it's I don't also, know if they're going to like send them, you know, first as if like at the front line, like with you know, the cop, you know, maybe and, like yeah, with, but yeah. Like, and can't you imagine one of these do-gooder like mental health civilians went, <laughs> stand back, I got this, I could right. totally see it. <laughs> and then they're and now they got to, two of these guys like or or being a human shield for the crazy person. You will not shoot him. Uh, I could see it happening. Yeah. And also, like <laughs> I said yesterday, that that I think what's going on is that. Those people are there to try to convince the family not to sue when they show up, you know, if they come to the scene. Right. But I think it's probably they're there to convince them that they to let them know they can sue now that I think about it, because I think that they're not really working with the best uh, interests of the city right. in mind. They're the canary in the coal mine, the uh, the social workers. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm thinking that's the image I was thinking. With uh, You mean like going go- out with the they're cop? They're going in first, like the social workers going yeah, in first. Go see if you can calm them yeah, down. Yeah, then he comes back dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, you might notice I'm dead. Uh, yeah, that guy's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Apparently has a cold jail. And uh, uh, officials at the Metropolitan, I don't have to be that lazy, detention center. Ten months after the federal lockup lost heat for days and became a freezing nightmare, top administrators are sending mixed signals about whether inmates will receive warm clothing ahead of winter. Well, they want to make sure that those prisoners are warm in the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. That's a real priority, you know, the comfort. Footsie pajamas. It's, uh, yeah, there's so much more to talk about, but uh, as as always, time uh, is, is running a bit short. And uh, we'll certainly be checking back in with uh, with you guys very soon. Stacy, thanks for hanging out. Oh, sure. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. Yeah, the other team, the guy after he, after he had a touchdown, he took the ball and rubbed his butt with it. <laughs> Get him some footsie pajamas.
Yeah, so people are going to get angry about it, but meanwhile, the, the officer's in a coma, and so it was a serious thing that happened. It wasn't like the cops came in and just started shooting up the place.